Hello, and a warm welcome to my Asthma Spotlight podcast. I'm Dr. Mark Levy. I'm a family doctor with a special interest in asthma. My aim is to help people with asthma and also their caregivers to understand more about this disease and how to stay safe. I will share lots of information about asthma. However, I will not be able to answer any personal medical questions for which you should really consult your own doctor. The opinions I express in the Asthma Spotlight podcast are my own and they are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical, health or professional advice of any kind. Please do see the disclaimer details in the podcast description. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, and welcome to this Asthma Spotlight episode. Last week, I spoke about how you can tell if your asthma is controlled by using information from symptoms you get, your use of your reliever inhaler, and by what happens when you take your blue reliever inhaler, that is, whether you get better or not. If you didn't listen to that podcast, I think you'll find it helpful together with the information that I'm sharing in this episode this week. Today, I'm going to talk about using tests to keep a check on how your asthma is doing. In other words, using objective measurements to monitor your asthma. So why is this important? It's important because you can use test results, which give you numbers, to tell when your asthma is going out of control, which will help you decide how to make the best use of your asthma self-management plan, aiming to stop an asthma flare-up from developing into a severe attack. In addition, these tests, which as I said are in the form of numbers, are useful because with these scores you can easily tell how your asthma control has changed and by how much. And also, the scores will help you in explaining to your doctor or asthma-trained nurse how your asthma control is changing and how it's affecting you. 
So asthma causes inflammation or irritation of your air passages. Now this is an ongoing process which smolders on in the background. This asthma inflammation or irritation flares up from time to time and when it does, you get symptoms from your asthma. As you're probably aware, the symptoms of asthma are coughing, shortness of breath, chest tightness and wheezing, where wheezing is a whistling noise which comes from your chest. And usually, wheezing is more obvious when you breathe out. So why do we need these tests in addition to our symptoms from our asthma? So there are two reasons. First, because some people can't really tell when their asthma is going out of control by only relying on symptoms. And the other reason is because these tests give you helpful numbers which can help you tell when your asthma is out of control. So you can make comparisons between tests you do today, for example, with your normal test results. And also, this is very helpful for your health carer. So when you go to visit your doctor or your asthma-trained nurse and you take these test results with you, that'll be very helpful um, for them to help you um, manage your asthma. When the inflammation gets worse, when your asthma flares up, it causes three things to happen that cause the air passages to get narrowed and tightened. And this can reduce the amount of oxygen which gets into your lungs. First, there's swelling of the walls of the air passages, and then there's a collection of cells or mucus or phlegm inside the air passages, as well as inside the lungs. And thirdly, there's tightening or spasm of the muscles surrounding the air passages. Now, these three things cause narrowing or obstruction of the air passages themselves. So in order to be in control of your asthma, you need to learn to identify how and when you are developing an asthma flare-up or an attack. So in this episode, I'm going to add to what we discussed in the last episode and explain some of the tests or measurements that you can use to tell when your asthma is going out of control. So the first test is a short questionnaire called the Asthma Control Test, or ACT for short. Now this is a symptom test which gives you a score which helps you tell if your asthma is out of control. The test is available freely on the internet, so you don't have to pay for it. And the web address is www.asthmacontroltest.com. And it is available in a number of different languages. It's a reliable test, so it does what it says on the tin. And it's useful for children as well as adults. So the test for children aged 4 to 11 years old has seven questions. Four are for the child to answer and three for a parent or carer to answer. And this test takes about five minutes to do. The test for teenagers and adults consists of five questions and only takes a few minutes to do. When you complete this test on the online on, at the internet, you get a score. 
So the advantage of doing this test yourself is that it's accurate and reliable and it helps you to know when you should worry. And it also provides you with a score that you can use to decide whether to ask for medical help or not. And the score itself will help your doctor when you make contact for advice. Now, if your ACT score is 19 or less, your asthma is uncontrolled and you're at risk of having an asthma attack. So this test tells you how well your asthma is controlled at the time that you do the test. And it also tells you how well your asthma has been controlled in the last four weeks. So it's not a test you can only do once a year to assess your asthma control. It should be repeated from time to time, especially when your symptoms flare up. So this provides extra information that you can use together with your asthma self-management plan, which you've agreed with your own doctor or your asthma-trained nurse. And once again, I'll repeat, if your ACT score is 20 or more, then your asthma is well controlled at the time you do the test. And if it's 19 or below 19, that would be a time to get urgent advice from your health carer. The second type of test you can use to tell if your asthma is out of control is a lung function test. And this test tells how tight your air passages are. In other words, how severe your asthma is affecting you. So there are two tests that are used. One is called a spirometry test and the other is called peak expiratory flow. And peak expiratory flow is abbreviated to PEF or peak flow. And the peak flow is the one that most people use at home. So I'm going to focus on this one today. So peak flow is a blowing test which measures how fast you can blow air out of your lungs. If your air passages are tight, the reading will be low. And if your air passages are wide open, the reading will be high. So a high reading is good and a low reading is bad. In my own personal opinion, people with asthma should have their own peak flow meter to do their own measurements. And one of the main reasons for this is that there are a number of different peak flow meters on the market and they do not all give the same readings. So if you have your own meter, you can reliably compare your readings from time to time um, when you use the meter. However, if you were to use a different meter each time, for example, when you see your doctor, or if you go to the emergency department, or if you're seen in a hospital, the readings may not be comparable from time to time because of the readings you get with different peak flow meters. Now, the other reason for having your own peak flow meter is so you can check and see for yourself how well controlled your asthma is. So, once you have your own peak flow meter, the first thing you need to do is find out what your normal or best reading is. Unfortunately, the normal charts that come with the peak flow meters are not very useful because everyone is different and everyone has their own normal or best peak flow number. 
And that's the number that you'll use as your own best normal peak flow. So how do you find out what your normal peak flow is? You do this by taking measurements when you are well. So don't do it when you're having an attack. That's not going to help you to establish what your normal readings are. So what you do is measure your peak flow in the morning and in the late afternoon or early evening. And do it when you are well. Take three, meeting, uh, take three measurements each time and write down the best of the three. That is the highest of the three tests that you get. And then after a few weeks, look at the readings that you've written down and see what your usual best readings are and use that number as your normal or personal best peak flow reading. If you want to be more scientific in determining your best readings, you could calculate the average of your results over the two weeks that you measure them and use that as your normal or best reading. Then in future, whenever you consult a doctor or other healthcare professional for your asthma, you take your own meter with you, tell them what your best number is so that they can advise and treat you based on your measurements on that day that you are seen. Your best reading will depend on how tall you are, how old you are, whether you are male or female. Now remember that your best or normal reading will change as you get older and taller. So you need to repeat these tests from time to time to see what your best ever peak flow has changed to. So if you start having symptoms, your peak flow readings will tell you how tight your air passages are compared with your usual best reading. And your asthma self-management plan will advise you, now this is the plan that you get from your own doctor, and this will advise you on what action to take depending on how tight your air passages are based on your peak flow measurements compared with your best. Now something else to know about peak flow readings. Remember I told you that asthma is a disease that is there all the time and it flares up from time to time. So your asthma will be well controlled without any symptoms at times and at other times you'll have flare-ups and your asthma will be poorly controlled. So your peak flow will be normal at times and low at others and therefore a single test done once in a while is not very helpful in telling how well your asthma is controlled. So if you think your asthma is flaring up, take a number of readings, morning and evening, and how frequently you take them will depend on what's happening. If your symptoms are getting worse during the day, then you'd need to take your peak flow readings more frequently, maybe every hour or every two hours, to see what's happening. So ideally, at these times, your peak flow should be measured at least twice a day, the best of three readings in the early morning, and then again the best of three in the late afternoon or early evening. And if you think you're getting worse, then more frequent readings may be needed during the day or the night, especially if your symptoms are getting worse, and especially if you find you're needing to use your reliever inhaler more frequently. I'll discuss this in more detail when I do another episode on asthma attacks in the future. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So how do you use these peak flow readings? One way is for your personal use in keeping track of your asthma control, and the other is to provide your doctor or asthma nurse with extra information whenever you consult either for uncontrolled asthma or even for a routine checkup. So when you consult your doctor or asthma trained nurse for a routine checkup, it would be really helpful if you could provide them with a set of readings, best of three in the morning and the evening, over the previous week or two, so they can get a clear picture of how your asthma has been controlled over this time period. Now, some people measure their peak flow regularly, and they then get early warnings when they're in trouble and attacks are developing. Others will only do so when they're having symptoms. Both methods are fine, but I would suggest that if you are having symptoms, you should start measuring your peak flow more regularly. Now, you may find it helpful to work out a few percentage scores of your best peak flow to help you in deciding whether you need to worry about your asthma or not. So asthma self-management plans, which are agreed between health carers and people with asthma, often include peak flow numbers or percentages of your best levels which advise you on what action to take depending on what percentage level your peak flow is at at the time. Most plans include three percentage of best reading action points. That is when action is needed if your peak flow goes below these numbers. And these percentages are 80% for adults and teenagers, or 90% for younger children, and then the other two percentages are 60% and 30% of your best peak flow. So the easiest way to work this out is to divide your best peak flow by 10, and then multiply that score by either 9 or 8 and 6 and 3 and you'll get the 90%, 80%, 60%, and 30% numbers for your peak flow readings. Readings above 90% in children and above 80% in adults and adolescents are regarded as normal control readings. Now, your self-management plan provided by your doctor or asthma nurse will advise you what to do when your peak flow readings drop down, 
or towards the 60% or 30% levels of your best. Now what I also need to tell you is that there are different ways to keep a record of your peak flow readings. Some people like to use charts where they just write the numbers down and some people like graphs and um, some just like to remember them. Whatever suits you is the best. Now in my view, um, I think using a graph or a chart, either on paper or a spreadsheet, so that abnormal patterns can be easily seen, are the most helpful method to use. So if you're recording your peak flow, there are three patterns which you can look out for, which will indicate whether your asthma is poorly controlled. And these can be seen very clearly if you're recording your peak flow on a chart or a graph. So the first pattern of poor asthma control is if your peak flow is changing, that is, if it is going up and down from morning to evening or from day to day. The second pattern is if there are marked drops in readings at times. Now this usually happens um, late at night or early in the morning and these episodes where the peak flow suddenly drops down are called early morning dipping. And the third pattern to look for is if the readings are slowly going down and down that is clearly a danger signal. So in general terms, according to most asthma guidelines, if your peak flow is above 80% if you're an adult or an adolescent, or if it's above 90% in children, then your asthma is well controlled. However, if your readings are below 80% of your best, or in young children below 90% of their best, then the asthma is not well controlled, and your doctor or asthma trained nurse will advise you what is needed. And this advice is usually given in the form of a self-management asthma plan. Now, if your test results are dropping down towards or below 60% of your best, your lungs are not getting enough oxygen and you need urgent help from your doctor. If your readings are dropping down towards 30% or below 30%, which is also below a third of your best peak flow, you are having a very serious asthma attack and you need emergency medical help. If you're unsure, then the best thing would be to ask your doctor or asthma trained nurse to advise you how to use your peak flow readings together with your personal asthma management plan and what to do when that happens. As I said, peak flow meters come in many different shapes and forms. You can get electronic ones or manual ones, but whichever kind you get, you need to make sure you know how to use it correctly and your health carer will be able to help you. Now another device that can be used to measure how tight your air passages are is called a spirometer. And the readings we get from a spirometer are called spirometry readings. Now these readings are more accurate than peak flow meter readings. However, these devices are more expensive. So if you do have a spirometer, then the readings that you'll be looking at 
called the forced expiratory volume in one second, which is also called the FEV1, can also be used to tell how tight your air passages are. And the spirometer will usually tell you um, how tight they are compared to your um, predicted or best levels. So if you've got a spirometer, you should ask your doctor or asthma nurse to tell you what levels to use um, together with your asthma self-management plan and what action you need to take. Now the third test, the last test I'm going to talk about, which is helpful during an asthma attack, which can help you decide whether to seek medical help, is to measure your oxygen level. And this is done using a small device which clips on your finger, which is called an oximeter. And this helps you to test your oxygen levels as well as your pulse rate. And this provides additional information on how bad an attack is because it tells you um, how much oxygen is getting from your lungs into your blood. Now, because everyone is different, you should ask your own doctor to include oxygen levels, which are in the form of percentages, to guide you on your own self-management plan. And in general terms, pulse oximeter readings should be above 94%, and if it's dropping down towards or below that level, then medical advice should be sought. I do need to mention that you should not rely only on one of these tests at a time in order to make decisions. So you can use the ACT symptom score test, your lung function, peak flow or FEV1 measurements, or the oxygen levels, together with your other um, signs that your asthma is going out of control. And these were the things that we discussed last week your need to use your reliever inhaler, um, your symptoms that you're getting, and also your response to your reliever inhaler. So all of these things should be used together in deciding what action is needed, and this will all be detailed on your asthma self-management plan from your own doctor. So in summary, some asthma attacks happen very suddenly, while most asthma attacks come on slowly over days or weeks. So there's usually an opportunity to tell if your asthma is out of control in time to prevent an attack. So the key messages from this and the previous podcast are, firstly, in terms of measurements, and remember, these are my views. However, all of these points should be agreed with your own doctor. So firstly, if your asthma control test is 19 or less, then your asthma is out of control. If you're measuring peak flow, you should first find out what your best peak flow reading is, and I explained how you should do that when you're normal. And if your peak flow compared with your best level is below 80% for adults and below 90% in children, then your asthma is out of control. If it's close to 60% or below 60% of your best, you need urgent medical advice. And if it is heading down towards 30% or below 30% of your best, you need emergency treatment. And if your peak flow is changing from day to day, or if you're having sharp drops in readings, 
or if the readings are dropping down, then your asthma is out of control. And the next test um, that I've discussed today is your oxygen level. And this should be above 94%. If it's dropping towards 94%, medical advice is needed. Now, from last week's podcast, there were three points that I wanted to highlight. Firstly, if you've had an asthma attack, that means that your asthma is out of control. So even if the attack has resolved and you're feeling better, you should consult your doctor or asthma trained nurse to find out what went wrong and to fix that so that you can prevent a future asthma attack. Secondly, if you need to take your reliever inhaler more than twice a week, your asthma is out of control and you need medical advice. And finally, your short-acting reliever, that's your blue inhaler, should work quickly and the relief should last for at least four hours. If not, you're possibly having a bad attack and you should seek medical advice. Finally, because I know some of this information might be difficult to understand without seeing some images, I have prepared a YouTube talk, and if you go to my YouTube channel, that's at Mark L. Levy, M-A-R-K-L-L-E-V-Y, you can have a look at a video presentation demonstrating how to use your peak flow meter to monitor your asthma. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful, and I hope you did, please click the like and the follow buttons and share this podcast. Please do send me any feedback or questions to my email address, asthmaspotlight at gmail.com, and I'll do my best to answer these in future episodes.